I want to talk to you today about believing our own eyes, believing what we see, as opposed to believing what people tell us we are seeing. Uh, This is the Conservative Nerds Podcast for December 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, to do this topic, I'm going to tell you a bit of my personal story, a bit of my personal experiences, uh, because I feel like it's relevant. It's good examples. My oeuvre. No, not my oeuvre. That's the wrong word. But you know what I'm talking about. My story. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Portland, Oregon. During the height of the riots, the BLM Antifa riots in Portland, Oregon. I'm sure many of us remember it from watching it on the news and seeing clips about it and the, the continual references to it. And it was a crazy time. I lived just outside of Port of downtown Portland. I was about uh, was about ten minutes west of downtown. Right, my daughter went to school in the south end of downtown Portland. So when I would take my daughter to school, what we did, and this was just something we did literally every day, is me and her would get up early. We'd make breakfast or we just would hit the road. And when we hit the road, we didn't drive into downtown. We took the train. We weren't too far from a train station. And they had a, they have a train system that runs throughout the Portland metro area. And I, we would hop on the train and it would take us into the core of downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, and next to an area called Pioneer Square. It's really like the heart They call it Portland's living room, but it's kind of the heart of Portland, Oregon. And Pioneer Square is a couple of blocks north of the courthouse, of the big federal courthouse building. And that federal courthouse was the site of the majority of the unrest that happened in Portland. And then from there, from that spot in Pioneer Square, me and my daughter would hop on a bus We'd hop off the train, walk about 10 feet and hop on a bus. And that bus would take us pretty much the rest of the way to her school. I'd drop her off at school and then I would, I would head off somewhere downtown to work or head back home to work. It was a fun, it didn't take terribly long, but it was a nice journey. It was a, it was a fun thing for, for me and her to do every day. And we used to, on days we didn't make breakfast at home, we would stop off at one of a variety of a couple of shops that were downtown. I remember there's a little sandwich shop right near Pioneer Square that we used to stop in at regularly because I'm I'm dad. Dad doesn't always get up in enough time to make breakfast and lunch. So so what we do is we'd go hit the sandwich shop and get some breakfast sandwiches and we'd sit there and eat together. You know, we'd leave a couple minutes early so that we could have our, you know, breakfast, our egg breakfast sandwiches there. And then uh, my daughter would get um, basically a sack lunch from the sandwich shop. She'd get a sandwich and a bag of chips and an apple and you know something like that, right? Anyway, it was fun times. And then the riots happen. (sighs) So over the course of this period of time, over the course of the hundred days of nonstop rioting, and they weren't all rioting days. The, the hundred days of nonstop rioting is, was really 100 days of nonstop. What should have been called rioting because they didn't actually declare each and every one of those days a riot, but they probably should have. 
And during the course of that and what happened after, because it was it was utter chaos and craziness for quite some time after, so many things occurred. My daughter's school was attacked. The route to my daughter's school was attacked, uh, in, which included the ICE building, the Immigration and Custom Enforcement building. They set up a, a camp around that building a couple of times, which let me tell you, it was not a happy-go-lucky hippie camp. It smelled from a mile away. It was it was excrement and nastiness. They pushed dumpsters, local dumpsters around. There was no bathroom facilities, so they just pooped in buckets and tossed it on the road. Not joking. They attacked the cars that were driving by, which included us when we abandoned the bus and train system, which had been so much fun for us, but it became so unsafe. We had to go to the car and driving, and it just became unsafe to make that drive. The downtown area where we would go to our sandwich shop, that sandwich shop was repeatedly attacked, ransacked, windows broken. The Starbucks nearby was obliterated pretty much every other day. It was pretty ridiculous. At some point, you just have to say, Starbucks, stop fixing the windows. Uh, They're going to just break it again. All over downtown, there was graffiti everywhere, filled with swear words. And you'd think, well, what are they writing swear words about? It's, about? it's about racial justice, right? No. No, a lot of it was about how much they hate and wanted to kill Jews. It's not a joke. There's still plenty of pictures up if you want to go look around the internet for it. And that, of course, made me and my daughter, who is... <laughs> We're, we're very Jewish, uh, that made my daughter feel very unsafe uh, because, well, they wanted to murder us. Throughout that period of time, I was outspoken about this sucks. So uh, local Antifa groups led by Rose City Antifa, they attacked people I knew personally. They attacked people that I interacted with personally, uh, violently, like to the hospital. Um, I got a flurry of emails um, threatening my life, threatening my family's life from Antifa, from BLM activists uh, all throughout the, the city of Portland. They destroyed the whole of downtown, just destroyed it. They lit the, the federal buildings on fire. I want to talk about an insurrection. They actually lit federal buildings on fire. Luckily, the the fires all got put out. They ransacked them, destroyed them, tried to burn down the. Po- there was a a police union building, up a, up a little a little bit north and east of there, that they tried to burn down repeatedly. Uh, it was it was ridiculous, and it it got it got to the point where we had to take my daughter out of that school. We couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't safe. We moved her and put her into a different place, and eventually we had to to say, you know, as as COVIDiness raged in, we had to just move over to homeschooling entirely. But what we saw with our own eyes was intense violence, intense hatred, destruction of public and private property. Off the charts anti-Semitism. I mean, they just hated the Jews. I mean, don't don't let anyone try and tell you otherwise. The hard left, Antifa, the BLM movement, they despise Jewish people. 
They want us dead. They told us so repeatedly. They told me so directly over and over again. They wrote it over the over the walls of so many buildings. Heck, they wrote that on the on the uh, uh, the boards that got put up next to the Apple Store to try and protect all the glass from the Apple Store. Tell you, Apple Store designs being all glass, they don't hold up. <coughs> Excuse me, they don't hold up to riots very well. <laughs> They're just not very well riot proofed. Uh, but the news, the news, you know, we all saw how most news reported it. You know, I mean, we make fun of the statements that happened about Kenosha, of the fiery but mostly peaceful protests. Well, that was that was essentially what they what they would say. You know, they, these people were in Portland were, oh, they're just they're fighting for racial justice because of a system that is oppressing them. And they're doing so peacefully. Look at how peaceful it is. Or they're telling us that, sure, there's violence, but it's definitely right wingers committing the violence. I knew a lot of those right wingers. I met him. I met a lot of the left wingers too. I, I I met them all. <laughs> I met them all. And let me tell you something straight up. I saw with my own eyes who was committing the violence, who was doing all the attacking, who was spray painting the buildings, who was trying to burn the buildings down, who was declaring that the Jews must die. It was all one side, and it wasn't the right, right-weaning people, right? Like, people, people would yell about, uh, like, the Patriot Boys. Ah, I don't... Pfft. The Proud Boys, right? Proud Boys, right? I don't, I don't know those guys. Not that well. I met a few of them. Just like I met a few of the Antifa folks from Rose City Antifa. So can I say I know them? Kind of. But I tell you what, they weren't the ones that were ransacking the city. They weren't the ones that were threatening the Jews. And yet I get told over and over again to not believe my lying eyes. Don't believe what, what, you, what you see. And then me and my family hit the road. We couldn't take it anymore. The nightly watching, the, you couldn't even watch the news because the news gave up covering it. We'd watch a couple of the guerrilla journalists that would go down there with cell phones and live stream video so we could see what was happening. And every night, almost without fail, it was terrifying because Antifa would make proclamations that said, we're coming to the suburbs next. And they did. They did. They they kept coming to suburbs, some of them close to mine, some of them not. And we'd watch. Are they coming here next? So we already were on the radar of the Rose City Antifa. If they came down our neighborhood with the fact that the police are basically under orders to not touch them. We're screwed. So we left. Uh, that, that died down eventually, but it never really fully went away. And with COVID raging now and, and closing down the schools, we, we eventually just packed up and hit the road. We, we, just, we can't stay here anymore. Portland is clearly not for us. We need to keep our family safe. And we need to give our kids a great, a great life and education where they don't have to wear masks everywhere, where they can go to the grocery store, because at that point you were not allowed to go to the grocery store in Oregon. Uh, that's not a joke. Well, you were, but you had, to, you had to wear a mask and you had to wait outside, and it was this weird thing. And legally, you weren't allowed to walk on the sidewalk without a mask on. It, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Schools were all closed. Everything was closed. Movie theaters were closed. 
Restaurants were all closed. Daycares were all closed. In fact, all the daycares we used to use, there was this really great drop-off daycare place that was just basically a playland fun emporium for the kids. And our kids looked forward to it. Our two oldest were like, we want to go to this place and we just want to spend a couple hours there because they had all these crazy toys and they had, you know, it was always just a blast for the kids. So we sometimes we'd go drop the kids off for just a couple hours, go have a mommy-daddy date and have a good time. Those, those places are all gone. They're, they never came back. But anyway, we hit the road and we start driving off. And this was before Trump's re-election. So we're driving off when the, the re-election campaign of Trump and the election campaign for Joe Biden was in full swing. And we're heading off throughout rural Oregon and then California and Arizona and driving all over the place. And as we're driving around, in some places that were politically pretty far left, in some places that were politically far right, definitely all over the map, some urban places, some rural places, we began to notice something very consistent and almost overwhelming. There were Trump signs everywhere. Every farm throughout Oregon had a Trump sign. As we went through the towns and the cities in Oregon, which is not that many cities, but as we went through the cities in Oregon and we went through the towns along the Oregon coast and into California, there was Trump signs on houses and yards and cars. There was Trump signs everywhere. We saw several, multiple along the Oregon coast, hand wood carved signs for Donald Trump carved out of wood and we saw for days and days not one sign for biden and it just kept going like that to the point where it was comical me and my wife would be driving down the road we you know we were driving and we had our we had our our rv and we'd be you know, going from one RV park to the next as we checked out some of the beaches and national parks on our on our way down the coast. And and we'd laugh like, look, the more Trump signs. And so we were like, you know what? Are we just blind to the Joe Biden signs? Are we just like my wife? My wife liked uh, Trump from the beginning. Like she's like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm going to vote for this guy in 2016. I was more on the fence. Uh, I've always been more on the fence about everything. But uh, she was she was like, yeah, I'm going to vote for this. Guy. But after after the first four years of Trump, I'm like, you know what? I'll vote for Trump for re-election. So were we just thinking, oh, we like Trump, so we notice the Trump signs? Or we're going to vote for Trump, so we're just looking for this reinforcement of us being right? And are we just blind to the Biden signs everywhere? So we start looking, and we couldn't find any. And eventually, we get to Northern California, and we come across a, a house outside of Eureka, California, that had a a, a small Joe Biden sign. That's it. One little one. There were, and throughout that town, there were Trump signs everywhere. One Biden sign. I would, I would wager to say, the ratio was more than a hundred to one. It was so lopsided as to be absolutely comical. Once we got down to Central California, things evened out a little bit. But still, driving through the area north of San Francisco, Sacramento, California, 
both of which are liberal strongholds. The, the Trump to Biden sign ratio was still better than I'd say five to one. There were tons of Biden signs now, but there was at least five times as many Trump signs. And they tended to be bigger, big giant flags and everything, right? And then the election came around. And lo and behold, Biden got the most votes of any president in history. 81 bazillion votes. And me and my wife look at each other and we thought, who voted for him? Because we just drove through some of the most liberal counties in America. And there were no Biden signs, sometimes literally none and Trump signs everywhere. If there were Biden signs, you couldn't see them because you had to look through the Trump signs to find them. (laughs) So then we're told that the election has to be legitimate and to question it would be crazy, even though most people we know did not vote for Biden, including a lot of the highly liberal people I know. Even the ones that hated Trump, a lot of them didn't vote for Biden. Some of them did. I'm sure a lot, I know a lot of people voted for Biden, but with all this, with the disparity of signs, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. My eyes do not deceive me. If, if you drive around the country, but from state after state, and you see a hundred to one or better ratio for two different political candidates and then the political candidate that had the one versus the 100 one no way no way it can't be it just can't certainly not by a landslide no way i'm sorry that just doesn't happen i i, I just don't buy it i'm sorry I believe my eyes when I see them. Now, now I can't speak to, let's say, New York City. Wasn't there. Can't tell you. But I can tell you that I was throughout a lot of counties in Oregon and California and the like on the direct lead up to the election. And while I would certainly expect those states to go for the Democrat, because they usually do, the percentage ratio made no sense whatsoever. Now, in years past, well, and you have to almost compare this. What happened in years past? Well, in years past, in Oregon, in those same counties, you'd mostly see Democrat signs. Mostly. That's just the way it was. And now you didn't. right? But don't believe your lying eyes. And things like this keep happening over and over again, where we keep being told that we see things that are so obvious, but it can't be true. That guy over there in a dress, a guy's a guy. (laughs) Steven Tyler once said so eloquently, dude looks like a lady. Well, a little bit. (laughs) He's got a dress on, but he's still a dude. It's a nice big Adam's apple you got there, my man. I mean, sweet high heels, but uh, it's 
It's an awfully big Adam's apple. A little five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a dude. Um, but we're not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to believe that. We're not even supposed to think that, that the dude is a dude. Because the dude doesn't want to be a dude. Dude wants to be a lady. We're not supposed to believe our own eyes. Over and over and over again, we're not supposed to believe the things that we see and are obvious. The obvious truths, the things that we can visually confirm with our ocular cavities. We're not supposed to believe any of them. I don't love that. Whatever else that might say about society, about strategies of various groups, I don't love it. Find it, find it mildly infuriating, case, case in point. And it's gotten to the point where it happens so often, so often, that now whenever those people who are always the same people, the exact same people, the same news outlets, the same political candidates, the same politicians, all of them, they're all the same. They always tell me whatever I saw and was visually verifiable is not true, and I am terrible for even thinking it. I might even be a villain for thinking it. (laughs) Oh, you saw some people on January 6th dressed goofily, allowed, (laughs) allowed into the Capitol building when the doors were open for them, and walking around in ridiculous ways, and posing stupidly. Okay? I saw that. I saw that. Uh, Do I see a number of people who probably are going to get a couple of fines or a ticket? Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) They probably knew that. Do I see an insurrection? Of course not. I just lived through Portland, Oregon. They tried to burn down the federal courthouse. They literally declared part of the city to not be part of the federal government anymore. They seceded. (laughs) That's not an insurrection. Well, if... There's no way that a couple people dressing all goofy and and walking around in a Capitol building um, allowedly is possibly an insurrection. But again, I can't believe my lion eyes, right? Because I saw it and can verify it and can use basic common sense. So therefore, oh, I can't believe that. In fact, I might even be an evil insurrectionist just for thinking those thoughts. I'm definitely racist. That's how that works. So now it's gone to the point where over and over again, they've told me that if I see something and can verify it and use something like, I don't know, logic, common sense, math, etc. to prove it, I can't be real. And if I think it, I'm evil. That anytime those people say anything, I now instantly disbelieve it. I've now been traved like an almost Pavlovian response. They ring their bell by saying any word, and my drooling is in this case that I just simply don't believe whatever they say, and now I look around. They could literally say the sky is blue, and I'd be like, mm, I'm not buying it, and I'll go outside and look with my, my own eyes. I'm like, all right, all right, you were right this one time, <laughs> like, but I got to verify it first. <coughs> I just don't, I don't believe it. Over and over again, over and over again, the, 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 the scientists and the politicians and all these people who think they're, they're so smart want to tell me that my, that what I see with my own eyes either didn't happen or isn't what I think it is over and over again. 
Antifa and BLM activists writing the equivalent of Jews must die on the side of the wall. It's not anti-Semitic. BLM and Antifa folks trying to burn down and destroy federal buildings, attacking police officers and, and seceding from the federal government. That's not a secession. That's, that's, that's not an insurrection. That's not anything bad. A, a, a political election where the Democrat, who nobody seemed to want to support, won in such a landslide that it's almost overwhelming against the person who has yard signs in nearly every single yard for hundreds and hundreds of miles. That, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that dude... That dude's definitely not a dude. <laughs> I don't believe him at this point. Any of them. I just, I just generally don't. And, and now, so now it's gone to a point where, what, where, how do you have a debate, a conversation, an argument, a disagreement with someone who just, are they legitimately living in a different reality? Are they legitimately denying basic reality or do they know what's happening and they just want to drive everyone else crazy? Call it gaslighting, call it reality denialism, call it whatever you will. But how do you have a conversation? How, How can I sit down and have a debate with people who simply won't accept Con- visual confirmation, mathematical confirmation, statistical confirmation of anything? Who won't, who won't settle for basic common sense, biology, established science, long billion year old established science? How do you have that conversation with them? It seems like every attempt to try always just leads to declarations that you're evil or a racist or, or, or a Nazi. Lost track of how many times I've been called a Nazi because I don't like it when people threaten the lives of, of Jewish people. Seriously. It's absolutely wild. It's absolutely wild. Even within like the tech industry, even within the software world, there's large groups of people who, if I come out and I say, you really need to stop attacking Jewish people, they'll call me a Nazi. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. I, I, I don't know how to continue this conversation with y'all. <laughs> Like, do you, do you believe the thing that you just said right there? Or are you just trying to cause my brain to have some sort of an aneurysm? Like, what's the goal here? I can't, can't quite figure it out. So what, what I've basically just decided is that I just ignore them, uh, uh, or make fun of them, but whatever they say, I don't believe it because I can't, uh, I, 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 it, it's so regularly false or just not even false on opinions. Like, like if they were to come out, if they were to come out and say, you know, uh, and embrace reality, but say, we need to approach something different, right? Like it's, it's like, uh, it's like the conservative versus liberal debates of old. If they were to go back in time and say, you know, we both agree we want to have less of a budget deficit. Well, the conservatives want to reduce the deficit this way. The liberals want to reduce the deficit this way. And we can have a disagreement about, about the strategy from getting from point A to point B. At this point, we're not even on the same page of do we want to get to point B. In fact, we don't even have the same definition of what the letter B is. So there's no there's no debate to be had. 
There just isn't. There's no debate there because they I say I want to get from point A to point B. Let's talk about how to how to how to how to make that walk. And those people, the reality deniers say, uh, we're at point A. Uh, we want to we want to get to honky tonk dance. And if we're not to honky tonk dance, then you're a racist. At which point my brain starts to bleed out my ears. We just have a totally different basis of reality. Which is really all I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> because I, I, I've decided I'm just going to believe my, my eyes. No matter how much they tell me, my eyes lie to me. Was, there, was, was the 2020 election rigged and stolen? Probably, yeah. Was the 2022 election? Well, that one's a little harder because it's just a whole lot of individual elections. But at least some of them appear to have been rigged and stolen. Were the riots throughout Portland extraordinarily violent? Highly racist, anti-Semitic, charged with hate and disgustingness. And do those qualify as, at least in a part, a potential insurrection? Yeah, 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 they do. And is that dude a dude? Even if that dude looks a little like a lady sometimes? Yeah, dude's still a dude. All right, everybody. That's all I want to talk about today. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out in the conservative nerds community. It's nice having you all around. It's nice having a group of people to to, to chit-chat with. That's not, I don't know, out there on the Facebookers or the tweeters or the whatnots. It's it's nice. Though the tweeters is getting a little more interesting lately. So I've got a Twitter account over there. It's, It's at nerds on the right. Uh, so you can feel free to follow me there. I don't do a whole lot over on the tweeters. Uh, when I want to talk about something, I'll go over, I go over to conservativenerds.locals.com if it's got some politicaliness to it. Uh, but I got to keep the, got to keep the Twitter account going nowadays with all the craziness and the fun shenanigans that are happening over there. It's worth having just to keep up on that stuff, you know? (laughs) Just to see the the breaking Elon Twittery, uh, what's the latest uh, revelation about, you know, all the Twitter FBI agents and what did they do? It's just, it's great fun to watch because it's great fun to see those revelations that reinforce that, yes, our eyes weren't lying. Yes, the people who told us reality is not reality are proven over and over again to be wrong. So that's, that's kind of pleasant. Anyway, I love y'all, and I hope you all have a fantastic evening.